Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. Your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. You could tell that the players had a belly full of turkey dinner still, hey? Like, it was just one of those games where it's back after after a quick little family break and you could tell the guys had definitely had some food and probably some drinks over the over the Christmas break. So I was in Banff on Christmas Day. I actually saw Ruzichka from a distance in the hotel lobby. Which is ironic that I keep running into that guy. It's like the third time that I've seen him in person. Yeah, because it was it was Marky's wedding out there. When I was walking through it, I was actually I was looking, I'm like, wow, there's like chairs set up, like there's something, there's some sort of event going on here. And it was near the Christmas tree. As we're driving back into Calgary, I look at my phone and Marky's wife is posting wedding photos. And I'm like, that's what that was for. Okay. So yeah, congratulations to the Markstroms on the wedding. With that hotel, um, like that seems to be like, if you want to find any guys that are in the NHL or like coaches or something like that, if you go, yeah, to the Fairmont Banff Springs on like Christmas or in the summer, you're almost guaranteed to see some sort of hockey player, like like some sort of guy in the hockey scene in the NHL. Like I know I went a couple of years ago with my friends and we just stopped in and decided to walk around. And yeah, as we were walking in through the front doors of the Fairmont, Sure enough, Barry Trotz and Pete DeBoer were walking the other way through. So we stopped and had a conversation with them. And yeah, that was the year of uh, that Barry Trotz was the coach of Canada, I think, too. And so they were doing like their player meetings there. And that's why everybody was there and stuff. So, yeah, it's really cool. Like the the league and the players love that hotel. I think Coleman's family rented out like a little it was almost like this little lounge area, like a private lounge area. I kind of saw Coleman and his daughters from a distance too. A good chunk of the boys were in Banff. Again, congratulations to Marky on his wedding. Let's get into the episode today. I was thinking we could do like a New Year's resolution type episode. 
So yeah. uh, what we're looking for out of 2024 with this team. I think we should quickly touch on the new line combinations, though. Pat just tweeted out they swapped Huberto and Manjapani. So now it's Huberto, Lindholm, Sharon Govich, and then the Manjapani, Backlund, Coleman line back together. You, you, you got to do something to get Manjapani going, right? I actually thought Huberto had some really great looks yesterday. I I'll agree with that. I thought he was uh he was engaged. He did kind of have his fingers on the game, right? Like he he was around it last night just I don't early in that first period he had that backdoor chance and, and wasn't able to wasn't able to tuck it. But yeah, after that he seen that seemed to get him going early and yeah, brought him right into the game. Yeah, and I mean Igor has been awesome. That setup yesterday, first of all, that power play goal was beautiful like the fact that that was even on the power play that makes it 10 times better because now we can actually say the power play is at 12 percent and not at nine i i actually uh i missed the one goal last night i'm, I'm not gonna lie um yeah uh, the flames went on the power play and i had just finished my beer and i was like okay sarah well the flames are on a power play no damn well they ain't scored here so i'm gonna go get a beer right now and sure enough there's no way on the stairs because it was right at the start of the power play and then the like i heard all the anticipation in the crowd grow as i was walking down the stairs and it like kept growing and growing because it took a while for the puck to cross the line right like it kind of sat like in the crease a little bit so it like kept growing i'm like oh my god is it gonna go in and finally the horn went off and i'm like oh great i missed it and then yeah no other goal for the rest of the night so i guess we'll see how long that sticks because we talked about it last time we recorded that you know, I I don't mind Huberto with Backlund and Coleman because they seem to offset a lot of his weaknesses. But I also feel like, in theory, should be with players that are more offensive. And that top line on paper, if we want to even call it the top line, it's not the top line. That was the original plan. In training camp, they started the year Huberto, Lindholm, Sharon Govich. So at that point in time, so many factors led that to not stick. Now I'm curious to see if it'll stick because... Igor is settled and playing really good hockey. Lindholm's Lindholm. I mean, I don't think he is what he is at this point. Um, and Huberto is what he is at this point. I don't know if you're ever going to get the two of them clicking. I don't think, yeah. I don't know if it's ever going to work, but I'm more yeah. curious to see what Sharon Govich can do for Huberto. Exactly. Yeah. And, and having a guy that can, yeah, play off the rush play a little more fast in the offensive zone, like faster puck movement. It's something that Huberto needs, but the nice thing is, is he's got to bring up his defensive responsibilities if he's going to be playing on this top line with guys like Lindholm and Cherigovich. Because he can't be making the same mistakes that he does with Backlund and Coleman. Otherwise, you know, like it, it's in the back of the net. But yeah, I'm super impressed with Cherigovich. I mean... I know, like, people didn't know who he was coming over here. Um, I didn't have a great idea, but once that trade went through, I, I watched a lot of a lot of film on him, and he he's got so much upside, and he came over here, and he's actually, like, using his opportunity here in Calgary. And it's not it hasn't been easy. It's not like he got here, and he's been a stay-at-home first-liner. I mean, the guy spent, like, three weeks on the fourth line. Mm-hmm. But you've never complained. You don't see him. Every day he shows up the rink and he works and now he's putting up like a point per game. And yeah, that's exactly what you want to see. 
yeah, he's a, he's a point per game in his last 12. So that's that's huge. I'm actually looking at Toffoli's stats as well. So Tyler Toffoli through 33 games has 14 goals, 10 assists, 24 points, and is a minus 10. Sharon Govich through 35 games, 11 goals, 11 assists, 22 points, minus 8. They're, they're kind of bringing the same impact. When the trade happened, I thought it was okay slash underwhelming because I was like, where's the first rounder, right? But the more that it's progressed and sort of aged, I was always in the camp of it's okay. I wasn't one of those fans that was like hating on it entirely because I was waiting to sort of see what kind of fit Sharon Govich would have. Yeah. Last time we recorded, for whatever reason, I was calling the trade bad. I don't know what, I don't know who pissed me off that morning or what, but like that was completely offsetting everything that I've been talking about since June. I went back and I rewatched it. And I'm like, I said that? Like, what? Like, it was against the last seven episodes that our poor listeners went through of me defending this deal. Like, what? I'm in the camp of, you know what? Impacts for both the Foley in New Jersey, Sharon Govich here on paper at least, seem to be offsetting. They seem to be very similar. The Devils had high expectations. They're not really a team that looks like they're able to, you know, live up to them this year. Calgary, on the other hand, we had no expectations. Yegor is sort of fitting in like a glove now since he's been settled. Exactly. Exactly why he's thriving here, right? Like, he's a team that, yeah, has all these ambitions and and he knew that he was going to see all these super skilled young guys coming into New Jersey, right? Like how many years in a row did they pick in the top 10 in the draft? Like, and so he was that guy that was never too big of a pick. Like it was never too good of a player coming into his draft here. And yeah, he didn't, wasn't going to get the opportunity there and then comes here and yeah, making the most of the opportunity in a, in a team that's got, a lot of open positions. Like he could cement himself a spot here for a while. He should be signing extension papers on July 1st. He should be. I think no matter which direction this team goes, he has a skill set that they need. Him and Coleman on the penalty kill too. Uh, Great. They're yeah. so good. Yeah. Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Connecticut help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, must be 21 years of age. Age varies by jurisdiction. Offers void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions. Terms and responsible gaming resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks of the National Hockey League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Now back to the show. So let's get into it. 2024 New Year's resolutions for the Calgary Flames. My personal first one is for Connor Zari to continue being a stud. 
Uh, I'm going to go with the most obvious one. I think it's going to be uh, Flames fans are really wishing that Jonathan Huberto would play like a $10.5 million player. That's fair. Even if he played like an $8 million player, I'll take it, dude. Like, <laughs> the thing that's been bothering me too with Huberto is like, I don't think it's for lack of trying. As awkward as it is to talk about his play this year versus last year, sure, he's going to probably end up with less points this season than he did last year. But I'm actually seeing a better on-ice game from the eye test from him this year. It's weird. It, I can yeah. see him creating more or attempting to create more. He has like bursts and shifts of excellence. Like that shift in the first period when he was with Connor Zari and Nazem Kadri. Take yep. that game tape, put it on repeat, and show it to him before every game. Be like, this is literally all we want from you. Forget, yep. about, forget about the contract. This. Just go out and do this every game. Put out an honest effort, and then that's it. Like That's really all the fans give a shit about. And I'll add to that resolution. Please break the point route. It's been 12 games now without a point, and it's hurting me. So I really hope that on New Year's Eve, when Flyers are here, that that breaks that would be a good way to end the year just finally hit the score sheet and if not then the resolution is for that to end asap in 2024 that's a good game to do it too right i mean i know the flyers haven't been slouches this year but uh still a young team and yeah hopefully he can get back on track there i guess my next one is for nazim kadri blake coleman and sharky igor sharangovich to keep looking great so that's my next one. Keep keep doing what you're doing, boys. You're good. Just because I was at the Dome last night, and uh, I'm going to say that one of my New Year's resolutions is going to be just one more Chris Sutter time because I know the Dome misses Chris Sutter time. Have you been to any Wranglers games at all this year? I haven't. No. Mm -hmm. I'm going to the one on New Year's Day. I'm hoping that he is in the building. I know oh, I he is out with an injury, though, so I'm not – Completely confident, but I know that they still do that at Wrangler's games because he goes and supports his bro, but yep. yeah, no, I, I agree. My next one is for Jacob Peltier to return fully healed and make an impact. Hopefully in like late February, we're talking about Peltier rejuvenating Huberto or some crazy headline like that. I want him in the lineup on the 31st. That's how bad we need pelts back in. <laughs> I think we can all be in agreement that uh, in the new year, A.J. Greer should be a top six forward for this team. It's funny. like They tried him on the top line in L.A. <laughs> and I was looking at it, and I was like, why do I not hate that? He's been awesome. I just like him in general. So, I mean, listen, if we're talking about guys that if you want – Fan advice on who you want to give extensions to. Um, I would not mind an AJ Greer extension. Just just putting that out there. He's like he's like a left shot uh Garnet Hathaway. That's what he reminds me of. Hmm. And yeah, we loved Garnet Hathaway here before he left. I mean, that was one guy I wanted to stick around to. My next one is for Coronado and Wolf to eventually be full-time NHLers. I'm not sure if that'll happen post-deadline or if that'll happen at the start of next season. That's still in the bracket of 2024, so I'm going to count it as one of my resolutions. Yep, fair enough. Um, 
Hmm. One of my resolutions, oh, since the Flames uh, most likely aren't going to be lifting the cup this year, I hope that Flames fans at least get to see the Wranglers lift the Calder Cup this year. I know last year was a good run for them. I mean, the playoffs were fun. Like, the games were still a lot of fun. So, hopefully the Wranglers can uh, pull something out of their sleeve this season. I'm going to shift gears a bit. I hope for more creativity on the power play. We've actually started to see a little bit more of creativity on the power play. And that's solely due to the units completely changing. Thank you for that. i like to see more of it. That's all I'm saying. Yesterday, you could actually see them moving the puck and moving their feet and actually generating some set plays. More of that, more creativity. Even if you don't score, just give me a reason to think that we can. Okay? Thank you. It's fine if you don't figure out your power play till the new year, right? It's not a problem. It's all good. It's all good. I just want the power play figured out by next season. By <laughs> You can you can work out the kinks for the rest of this year. I don't really mind. Um, My next one, I think, is going to be that Murray Edwards commits to a rebuild. And that's going to shoehorn directly into my resolution. Get absolute hauls for Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, and Chris Tanev. Yes. Get absolute yeah. hauls. I don't want to be sitting here going, eh, the Lindholm trade was okay. I have no problem saying that the Toffoli trade and the Zadorov trade were okay. The trades involving Elias Lindholm, Noah Hannafin, and Chris Tanev. I want to be coming onto this show ecstatic, talking about the return for each of these guys. And the Lindholm interest around the league right now is it's at an all-time high. I mean, all these teams, all these competitive teams that are that are looking for a Stanley Cup are looking for a nice little second-line center. And they'll pay they'll pay a price for Lindholm for sure. I'm watching the World Juniors and I'm looking at Matt Patra and I'm like, Boston, hello. <laughs> if you if you're looking for a Swedish center that in the media calls you know Bergeron 2.0 with a little seasoning next to Marshawn and Pasta, like listen, we we got your guy. I'll take that Patra kid from you. I find no 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 biggie there. <laughs> I would like it, yep. That would be I'll take it. Stick him next to Zari and just let them go. Let's just let's just, you know. Imagine. Uh, <laughs> dude, I just want Halls. Just 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 go crazy. Maximize value on all three guys. That's all I wish for. I want young skilled guys, honestly. That's all I want. I just want young skilled players. Yeah. So uh more more young talent, please. <laughs> that would be that would be nice. Um I guess speaking of young talent, my next resolution is also tying into those theoretical trade halls. Have at least three first-round picks at the draft this summer. It's not unrealistic. It's a very reasonable goal. Set that, execute it. If we are picking three times, and let's say our own pick is in the top six, which is looking like it could be, you know, fingers crossed. Right now, we'd be picking seventh overall as of this morning. All I'm saying is that draft suddenly becomes must-watch TV because you're welcoming in three guys to your organization in the first round. So, you would prefer it to be the last draft, right? But you're still going to get good players. It is what it is. And I mean, hey, six point five percent odds at Macklin, bro. Those are our New Year's resolutions as Flames fans heading into 2024. It's yeah. There's definitely a lot of them. I mean. 
but then again, you look at what we've had to go through over the last two years and some change would be nice. Some, I didn't like the uh, the Calgary Flames uh, narrative that played out the last two years. That's, I don't think that was on any of our bingo cards for the Calgary Flames in the next five years, what happened to that team. But mm-hmm. Now's your time to course correct. Now's your time to look to the future. And honestly, I feel like that's what the plan is. It's just a slow burn before they actually mail it in so that they get the approval from Mr. Edwards. Uyghur should just call Murray, bro. Like, he has his <laughs> He should just be like, listen, Murray, we need a rebuild, and, like, fast, okay? I can't – I didn't sign up for eight years here to play on a bottom feeder, eh? Like, we need – like, give, give me a three-year plan at least. I guess let's quickly end the conversation a bit with Dubé. I know that a lot of people have been talking about Dubé and Manjapani right now. Um Peltier, when he does get reactivated and brought back into the lineup, he doesn't even have a spot to come back to. No. Dylan Dubé, we talked about it the last time we recorded. I don't know what you can get out of him value-wise in a trade. Part of me wonders, maybe you include him as a part of a package when you're selling a piece. As like, hey, here's a rehab project to, you know, stick on to big asset that you're bringing in from us. So uh, I think Duve's days as a flame are numbered. I think the only reason why he's even in the lineup right now is specifically so that the flames aren't admitting to the rest of the league that he's not an everyday NHLer. That's literally the only reason why he's dressing. Because to me, I look at that fourth line. Walker Dewar yesterday in that first shift did more than I've seen Dubé do all season. Yeah. The way he drove the puck down the ice, set up Greer. We're not going to talk about how Yamamoto scored on a breakaway immediately right after that. We're not going to talk about that, even though I just brought it up. But all I'm saying is Walker Dewar in that one shift, more of an impact than Dubé all year for me. Crazy, right? Like, yeah, I didn't realize it, but I was, I was a little bored over Christmas, and I had some free time, so I was watching old World Juniors games in my in some spare time. Captain Canada. Yeah, the guy was the captain of the World Juniors team, and like he played on the top line. He brought so much energy and so much like I. It's just it's like watching a completely different player in those world juniors compared to now. And I don't know if it's one of those situations where he was so used to being like the leader, right? Like just being like that guy on your team that when you translate to the NHL and you do have these way more skilled players above you, like he was always playing under Goudreau and and Monaghan and Kachuk and and whatnot. And then you kind of lose it, right? Like you're not that main guy. You're not as important as you used to be. And then your confidence starts to dip and then it just spirals and spirals and it picks up like a snowball going down a hill and then you're left with where he is right now right like that's the way that i look at it at least he's got great tools he's a great player and like watch go back and watch that gold medal game he was all over school like all over it he like that and like that's a playoff game like that's the playoff environment when have you ever seen that from him here in calgary you haven't like that bubble year when he yeah. was aligned with Bennett and Luch, that that was our best line that playoff run. 
I was hoping that he would continue to take steps from there. It just feels like it's been a gradual decline. There was a period of time there where he looked really good and looked like he had a legit top six ceiling. And yeah. then as every year drop, it's weird that we're talking about him in this light. Like last season, he had 45 points, dude. I know. It's I know. it's weird. I, I I don't know what you do. I think he's of a similar situation to a Sam Bennett minus the high draft pedigree. He was drafted as a center, never really got the chance to play center. So they have that commonality between them. I'm not going to say he never had opportunity because last year he was basically stapled next to Lindholm and Toffoli on the top line, which is probably why he had 45 points last year. And it was quiet. Like no one talked about the fact that he almost hit 50. Yeah. I think he just needs a change of scenery. I don't know what his value is, but I know that he's got enough tools for teams to still look at him and say, you know what, we'll take a flyer on the guy. Um, his yeah. qualifying offer, 2.3. 2.3. I, I could see him ending up in Washington. Like That would be that would be my guess. Like back over with uh, with Mitch Love and Maddie, Maddie P. And, because that's a team that needs help, right? Like they're going through – all kinds of hell down there. So, but th- I feel like that's a good spot for him too. I feel like he gets an opportunity. He gets a bigger role. Um, you know, like it's just, it's one of the, it sucks because he was Captain Canada. He came to a Canadian market. He had, he's from Calgary, right? Like he's from Cochrane, but yeah, like just never worked out. And yeah. You know me, I love the players on my team, even when we're dog shit. It's hard for me to, sit and speak poorly about players that in a way represent the city because when you think of the flames you're like oh yeah this this is our core right and i've always been that type of fan that's like glass half full not glass half empty you have to be as a flame oh 100 and when you look at dube he just reminds me so much of sam bennett minus the pedigree that i'm just like really guys that never really saw or not necessarily in Dubé's case saw opportunity, but never stole the opportunity and ran with it. It's like he he goes to another team scores like 25 goals. It's like, okay, well, all right. You just know that he's going to have like some sort of impact when he leaves here. Right. Like, you know, he he'd be the guy that comes in playing for the San Jose sharks or something and come to our building and like nets a hattie and we lose three nothing to the San Jose Sharks. Like that would be what Dylan Dubé does. I, I wish everyone on our team, like literally nothing but the best. At the end of the day, like we're fans and we want the team to be good. And when they're not good, we criticize. <laughs> and the criticize comes from a position of love, not hate, because we want the team to be good. I don't know. It, you're so right. He's going to go to Washington or something and just. Mitch Love's going to put him on PP1, and he's yeah. going to be like dishing Ovi, which is funny because yeah. like Ovi has not been good this year. Ovi's going to be dishing him. Watch. Yeah, at this point. At this point <laughs> like, <laughs> Matthew Phillips is the quarterback. Oh, my worst nightmare, bro. Oh, my goodness. Clicking it like 37%. <laughs> With Ovechkin, Backstrom, Dubé, and Matty P. Pretty much everything that I had for today's show in terms of a conversation. Yeah, man. Hopefully uh, everybody had a good Christmas and you did as well. And um, yeah, I mean, 
not much not much to talk about right like little break and yeah it is what it is little break here wranglers i think have a game tonight yeah tv subscription yeah i do (laughs) oh really i thought about getting one I thought about it because a lot of their games are in the afternoon on like, like it'd be like a Sunday at one o'clock and they're playing at the dome. I mean, Sundays are usually pretty busy for me. I got a lot of football to watch. So oh, that's, that's totally <laughs> fair. Yeah. I was going to say the second I brought up Sundays, I'm like, he's going to look at me right now with the most like dead look on earth. And like, <laughs> I'm watching the bills. What the hell are you doing watching the AHL? No. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, they do play a lot more like, I guess time friendly games, right? Like they do play a lot more afternoon or like early. Yeah. 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 And I think for the playoffs, if they make it, I might get a subscription just because I feel like that would be a lot of fun. I mean, you know what? At least we can count on Wranglers playoffs in the spring. So let's hope so. Yeah. Let's hope so. So yeah, that's pretty much everything for today. Merry Christmas, everyone, even though it's a little late in saying that, but I hope everyone enjoyed happy their holiday and happy new year. And if you guys like this video, feel free to hit the like button, subscribe, comment. What are some of your Flames 2024 New Year's resolutions? Thank you for watching. Thanks for listening, everybody.